Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey, what's going on? It's the Man Fuse Podcast. I am Kay Lee, audio producer, voice artist. My co-host, Ben H., sitting right here. Looking at a rattlesnake head. Yeah, why is it out of my pants? I don't know. <laughs> um, Next to a cannon. Next to a cannon. Imagine that. This is some of the decor that is within the Manfused studio. Cool things. Today on the Manfused podcast, I am going to gift you Mm. the power of the judiciary system. You are going to get to play judge today, and I want you to tell me. Yes, I've always wanted to be a judge. This person is guilty as charged. Okay. I am going on an apology tour, Ben. Oh, God. (laughs) Now, this might cause you to want to create your own- Apology tour? Apology tour, but we'll get into that. And then we're going to talk about this eerie premonition Mm. that I had a week back, almost it being like one of those moments. I don't know why I turn right. And then I find out later I avoided some crazy accident. It was just out of the blue. Right. But first, let's get in to Judge Ben. All right. Trial of a South Florida man accused of killing his girlfriend continued today. And so far, no ruling on if he'll be able to show his penis to the jury like he requested. For more on the story, let's get to Local 10's Carlos Suarez. He's been following this from Fort Lauderdale. Carlos. Interesting. The associate medical examiner of Broward County took to the stand about an hour ago and said that in all his years of work, he's never had a single case where someone choked to death as a result of performing oral sex. Oh, my. His testimony goes to the heart of the defense's case that Richard Patterson did not kill his girlfriend back in 2015. Prosecutors allege that the 65-year-old choked her to death, but he claims that she choked on his penis. <laughs> penis would have to be large, far enough down a person's throat to block that person from breathing through their nose and mouth. He also said that it would take two to three minutes for a person to die as a result of a lack of oxygen. Dude, so that, that is it would dark. Be clear that a person, this woman in particular, that's dark. Richard, or A.K.A. Dick, yeah, choked his girlfriend of 60 years old with his penis. That's insane. Now, apparently, Richard has a very large penis. Obviously. Now, there was an argument in court over the state of Richard Patterson's flaccid or erect penis right. and which version he should show the jury. <laughs> no way. So what they were saying was... Obviously the erect version. The attorneys were arguing over whether the penis of a South Florida man accused of killing his wife or right. girlfriend right. should be flaccid right. or erect. Patterson's attorney claims his client accidentally choked while performing oral sex, but... The penis is material and relevant to the jury because it is essential for them to fully understand the size and girth yeah. of Richard's penis. Imagine imagine they're like they look at it and they're like, dude, there ain't no way that's choking a girl. Apparently, Richard is very confident. That being said, poor 60-year-old woman. Yes. Who was trying to do Richard a service. 
the question I have, when do I become Judge Ben? Launch into Judge Ben right now. As Judge Ben, what I want to know is what was the sexual position being performed? And here's why I want to know that. If she was getting mouth for example, laying <laughs> on the bed with her head hanging off and he's standing there giving it to her, right? Obviously, in that position... He could hold himself there against her will. All he'd have to do is hold her chest down and lodge his penis deep enough in there to where she couldn't breathe. And he could just stand there, there and is, she couldn't get away. There is some evidence to the case that has not been relayed to you yet. He didn't call the police right after it happened. Right. I don't think he called the next day. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was two days later before he reported. It's ridiculous. The other thing is this, look, okay, position-wise, if she's giving him head, well, it's not like she's going to sit there and choke herself to death. How could it be that this woman could have something in her esophagus and not be able to get it out? That's the question. Because in most cases, if you're choking, you're going to do everything you can to get whatever it is that is choking you out because you're getting ready to choke to death, right? So you're going to use, if needed, all of your strength to get away, to get it out, to, to do whatever it is to get out of this situation. <laughs> or get the situation out of you. Or get the situation out of you. <laughs> to me, I'm not concerned whether or not she choked on said Richard's penis. Dick's dick? I'm sure she did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need to see how big it is. Really? No. I mean, at the end of the day, a penis could choke someone. In general, yes, a penis could choke someone. Was he holding her nose? A hot dog can choke someone. Was so he... honestly, what are we talking about here? Richard's got a, a thermos-sized penis? Oh, you know, like I said, hot dogs choke people. You know, like the sausages. Now, now, now the um, defense did provide, because it was never approved that he could show his penis outright to right. the jury. Right. But he did provide two photographs to the prosecuting side of his penis next to a measuring tape, one erect yeah. <laughs> and one plus. I mean, it's one of those things. Did he kill her? That's the question. Well, the layer of guilt in the fact that he didn't even go, oh, my God, afterwards, yeah. after he finished in her esophagus. Right. He didn't go. Market or whatever. Dude, I, I give think, her a, yeah. a love tap on the face. Hey, wake up. Wake right. up. We're done. Thank you. And the simple fact that you didn't feel the need to call 911. Right. To resuscitate her. Oh my God, we're having sex. Well, and like, I didn't realize she wasn't breathing. Do you think he looked down at her and said, his inner good part was like, dude, you better get down there and give her mouth to mouth. And he's like, <laughs> hell no, <laughs> I will not go down there and give her mouth to mouth. Dude, I mean, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I, 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 no, I think, I, I think the guy meant to do it. I, I think it was intentional. Do you think maybe it was the heat of the moment? She was trying to pull away and he was like, oh no, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe so. Was she maybe enjoying it? Maybe she was one of those rare right. women yeah. that just love to just suck a penis. Just get choked. Some of them like to get choked. I mean, dude, it's not the only case. You know, the whole choking thing, people die. But Choking during sex, people die. And I mean, you know. The defense was trying to say that maybe there was another underlying cause yeah. that she died from, and it wasn't the size of Richard's penis. It wasn't the, the lack of oxygen? 
A really smart guy named Gary Brecka. He owns 10X Health Systems. He's a biologist. Does he know about giant penises and throats? He does because he's a human biologist. Okay. He said everyone dies of the same thing, a lack of oxygen to the brain. It's just what caused the lack of Ca- oxygen. Causes, you know, it could be old age, right? But lack of oxygen. Lack of oxygen to the brain is the reason why everyone dies. Whether it be that you got shot and you stopped breathing, whether right. it be, you know. Have whether, a heart attack. That's really good. You never really think of it like that. Maybe it wasn't intentional. Maybe it was something like that. But there's some responsibility reporting it and, you know, going through the process. I think I'd have to really know more about not the size of the guy's penis. <laughs> to me, that's irrelevant. What I need to know about is, you know. What are they saying about this? And maybe it was some underlying issue. Maybe it wasn't his fault. I don't know. I mean, that's a good one. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I understand why. Oh, it already played out. (laughs) I understand why there'd be a jury, because who the hell's going to be able to rule on that? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) Could you imagine being a a judge? If the the condom does not fit, you must acquit. Right. That's pretty good. Well, Richard ended up, spoiler alert, he ended up getting off. <laughs> Literally. He was set free no after way. getting off. Yeah. They wow. found him non-guilty. Wow. Maybe he had the perfect penis. I'm not really sure. It'd be interesting to hear his testimony. I'm sure we could dig it up if we really wanted to go there. Yeah. I was just shocked by the news reporting yeah. of said incident. That's funny, man. That and I really could funny. not imagine our attorneys arguing in the court of law over the display of Richard's penis to the jury. Hey, it's not indecent exposure. No. We have to see it. As a jury member, you need to see Richard's <laughs> member. <laughs> yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> All right? Now, this guy is going viral. Yeah. I heard this, and it related to me, Ben, so much. Right. It related to me, this guy's apology tour. Yeah. And it inspired me to create my own. Wife yep. apology greatest hits. Went upstairs for the night without announcing it. Uh, I'm currently working on a solo version of that scene from Sound of Music where the kids do a big number on their way to bed. I applied the brakes in order to save our lives. Uh, I underestimated the trauma that the change in momentum would create for her. When I sprained my ankle, uh, I had a walking boot and I was limping too loudly up the stairs. Uh, The thing to do would have been to lay down on my good leg and silently drag my body up the stairs using the railing. I was minding my own business standing in the kitchen when she wanted to open the drawer in front of me. Uh, Obviously, I should have dove out of the way as soon as I sensed her slightest movement. Uh, Last night when I was cutting my steak, I let my knife touch the plate for a fraction of a second. I momentarily faced her, breathing my hot breath in her face. As I've covered separately, I should be facing the wall the entire night despite the chronic shoulder pain it causes. Number three, if you always sit in the same place on the sofa, your body is going to indent that cushion and ruin the couch. Oh my God. So what you got to do is you got to brace yourself with your arms and your core and you just hover above that cushion. Hover. First, I didn't sound excited enough in my text message when she offered to pick up Panera. (laughs) Next, I made the bed wrong. There was something about the tag on the comforter being in the wrong corner. I added to the clutter of our house by setting my glass down for 30 seconds between sips. When I asked a harmless question about the origin of a pair of pants that looked new, uh, it was treated like I had requested the CIA's bin Laden case file. Uh, Next, a guy at a show we were watching cheated on his wife. 
I just led to a detailed explanation of what would happen to me in that situation, and it was very believable. I inserted the knife into the butter container, not realizing it had four toast crumbs on Ooh. it. Uh, next, the wreaths blew off our house in a windstorm. Uh, obviously, I should have stayed up all night and dove out the window. <laughs> I gently tugged the covers when they were bunched and pinned completely under her. I used the kitchen the same day it had been cleaned. Next, I accidentally laughed at her insane theory that the floor under the treadmill at the gym is slanted, so she's actually running uphill and not getting credit for it. Next, I said what when I didn't hear what she said. Obviously, I should have just rolled the dice and either said yes or I'm sorry. Yeah. Finally, I shoveled the walkway wrong. This is uh, I cleared it to the width a normal human being would need to walk down. <laughs> uh, but she had a more dramatic boulevard-type entrance in mind, presumably for the UPS guy to pretend he was walking down the Champs-Élysées. Oh, my God. I really related to that. Yeah. Because if you think about all the bullshit in my house on a weekly basis that yeah. uh, my wife might get irritated at me right. for, I'm not saying I apologize for these things. Right. His sarcastic delivery of the things that they almost expect you to apologize for. Yes. And sometimes you do just to get him to shut the f*** up for right. a second. I found it very therapeutic and I found it pretty damn funny as I was jotting the two pages <laughs> oh my God. of things that I should apologize no to my wife for. Oh, so you have, oh, so I see. This guy encouraged you. Inspired. Inspired you to do your own apology tour. Are you hoping that she is going to apologize for being upset with you? No, not at all. Are you genuinely apologizing for these things? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> I think I'm doing this in such a way as listening to that example. Do you think he was really sorry for the things he was apologizing for? No, I mean, these are all ridiculous things that any of us are married understand. Right. Dealing with the emotional roller coaster of the female species. Yeah. I found it very funny. How many do you have there? That's a pretty big list. Oh, yes. It's quite extensive. There are a few of these things mm. that I probably should apologize for. Yeah. And I'm not going to say I'm sorry a hundred times. Yeah. I'm just going to start it off with I'm sorry. And you can pick which ones you might do that irritate your wife. I did this segment on the morning show that I am a part of this past week. Right. So if we do have any listeners that might have heard this, I'm sorry for you having to listen to some of it again, but I do have some ones on here that I didn't quite say. Baby, yeah. I'm sorry. I make up my own words to songs when I don't know all the real words. <laughs> yes. I looked at you and I smiled. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, because apparently... I'm... What are you smiling about? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nothing should be smiled upon. <laughs> Why are you so guilty? What are you guilty what about? What do you want? Yeah, what, or what are you guilty about? I was doing something you didn't like in the dream you had last night. Dang. Maybe with your friend. I rolled the window down in order to take a gasping breath of air because you had both sides blowing 90 degree heat in the car with the heated seats on and it's summertime. Ooh. For not riding the person's ass in front of me, pacing with traffic, keeping my family safe. My bad, so I speed up to adhere to your backseat driving, and now I'm the reckless driver. That's right, buddy. For taking the foot off the gas to slow down instead of using the brake. Preserving my brakes. So so there's a lot of drama in the Kaylee car. If I'm driving. If you're driving. <laughs> oh, if, yeah. If you're driving, 
it is an arduous oh, it's, ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So annoying. Does it matter where you go? Could it be no. like from my house to your house? Oh, it could be. Yeah. Or it could be like to Florida. Oh, yeah. Now that you're mentioning this, I've noticed that you guys are she in drives. her car yeah. and she drives. Oh, yeah. Most of the time when we see like with the family and stuff. Oh, yeah. She drives because, yeah, she doesn't want me to drive. It causes a fight. <laughs> causes a fight. You're like, cool. Yeah. I'm like, fine. Till she's had a few drinks and yeah. then she's like, oh, now you're going to drive. Right. I'm like, now it's okay. Right. Anyway. For getting three to four hours of sleep per night and being a little tired at the end of the week. So sorry. For asking if tonight maybe we could watch something else on another channel other than Bravo. Mm. For turning my spoon over in my mouth <laughs> when I take a bite of yogurt. Oh. Um, for my teeth hitting that same spoon. For resembling Dave Chappelle's character Tyrone Biggums after eating vanilla yogurt. You know the crackhead that's got the white all over his mouth? That's me. That's me. That's um, funny. For how I slurp my drink. For talking about things on air or on my podcast, and now everybody hates us. <laughs> right? All right? For burping, holding it in, or letting it out. Followed by an excuse me. Yeah. Either one. It's gross. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Correct. Not putting toilet paper or paper towels back on its proper holder. Talking too much. Not talking enough. Right. <laughs> right. Being unable to take a photo of you at the angle you desire. Oh. Or. Gotta get them angles, girl. Being unable to take a good photo with me in it. Yeah. <laughs> get out of the photo. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't you ever? You're the worst. <laughs> For being loved by all the family and friends you introduced me to. Yes. God, Kaylee, he is so cool. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He's got to apologize for being that cool. For being loved. For caring enough about you to leave the last bite or sip of something in the refrigerator <laughs> or pantry. <laughs> That's definitely a loaded one right there. <laughs> yeah, it is. For entering the house at all. After you have cleaned. Yeah. This right here, Ben, is a debate topic. Mm. And I didn't realize how split the country is on this topic alone. What Are you it? ready for Yeah, it? I'm ready. For not sleeping under the sheet on top of the sheet. I'm there, dude. I'm an on top of the sheet guy. I am not a flat sheeter. No. Okay? I like the blanket. Right. I like yeah. the comforter. Me too. And that's I don't what I'm need saying. Sheets. I want the fitted sheet yeah. that protects the yes. mattress from me. Right. And all of but my not juices. The middle sheet. What happens to it? It ends up bunched, bunched down up at, at the, the bottom. bottom of the bed. It's not used. Nobody uses it. It's uncomfortable if it's tucked in and then right. you can't get your oh, feet yeah. out of it. I hate you that. feel like claustrophobic. If you have a feeling one way or the other on whether to use a flat sheet, right. please hit up manfuse.com absolutely join the show because european bed sheets right most europeans use what's called a duvet cover correct which the argument for a flat sheet is that oh it protects the cover from getting dirty yeah and so you don't have to wash, wash it, it. Yeah. but a duvet cover which i would say a majority yeah think that might have started in your as a european thing duvet yeah it's a french it's, word it's come over here and a lot of people use them but it's, they still use sheets yeah. why it's just the way if we you were believe in flat sheets raised. you believe in flat earth yeah Flat earther equals flat sheeter. Do flat earthers believe in flat sheets? There's they the believe point. in flat everything. 
actually. <laughs> right? Flat, Flat sheets, sheets are garbage. Here's my thing. I never liked them. I never used them. Growing no. up as a kid, never liked it, never used it, always had them. Eventually, when I moved out on my own, I just had the rubber band sheet. Right. You know, the elastic the one fitted. that wraps around the fitted the, one. Right. You know, and a duvet. I like a nice down comforter with, uh, you know, a duvet, a cool duvet. Now, duvets are kind of a pain in the ass. The comforter can get stuff down into it. You right. know what I mean? Of course. So you have to, like, button it around the edges and stuff like that. But even but then, I, I still had problems with it's it. It's unless... so much more comfortable. Yeah, it is. And you're right. In Europe, they typically don't have the flat sheet. You know, I get in trouble for that one too, man, the whole sheet thing. Yeah, it's, it's 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 always. Why, does your wife is she a flat sheeter? Oh yeah, dude. She likes to be in. the I sheet. don't understand why you don't get under the sheets. Like we'll be laying in bed, and I will literally, I'll be on top of the sheet. She's under the sheet. Yeah, yeah. So I could like touch her leg with my leg, and it's not skin to skin. It's divided. There's a sheet in between us. Yeah, the flat, <laughs> the sheet between us. The sheet between us. Really, that's the divide. <laughs> the divide is the sheet between us. Absolutely, it's the great divide. The sheet between us. That should tell you everything. I get in trouble for leaving the garage door open constantly. I always forget to take the trash out on time. You so know. you have to wait the next week? No. So actually, she started doing it. You know, <laughs> so you, which is demoralizing, apparently, or should be demoralizing for, for me. For me. You know? <laughs> should be. I'm just like, sweet. No, I mean, it's. I take it out from time to time. But taking the trash out. I mean, dude. I see, I do that, no problem. That's not one of my downfalls. But. I am on constant, my trash antenna is always up. Right. Because God forbid. You forget. It gets full. Oh, okay. Oh, and God forbid I see her pulling it out of the garbage can. Oh. Something that I. That you as a man. As a man. Should be dealing has with. failed on. Now, I, honestly, I can't complain because she has good reason for, for all these things. You know, some of her safety issues. You know, okay. missing the freaking trash date, for example. It's not good. I mean, I'm not defending myself from that perspective. It's interesting, the relationship between a man and a woman, as it, you know, on evolves. A, on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Once all the, you know, shiny stuff is gone and just how it really is. You know, if you think about it, it really is, um, you know, it's a dichotomy. There's things that, dude, my wife does incredible things, and yours does too, mm -hmm. that I don't do. And it improves the quality of my life. Absolutely. Drastically. I do think from a male's perspective, though, if a female was honest yeah. about the batshit crazy way they respond to things that they probably should be apologizing to us oh, for, oh. dude, this list would be... Oh my God, it'd be ridiculous. This is my apology tour, so we're not going to talk about what I think my wife's apology hey, tour should be. Here's what's interesting about females. My wife doesn't apologize. This is interesting to me. So we've always heard that females actually don't get dressed up for dudes. I mean, maybe they do a little bit. They get bit dressed up for other women. For each other. Why will they not wear the same outfit twice? Because some girl might have seen her in it before. It has nothing to do with you. She knows that you don't give a shit, bro. Because they're the ones that are judging. Because they're judging one another. Right. And they know how they are because they know how they are. But um bum And here's the interesting thing to me. I have found females in general, there are very few females with like a lot of girlfriends. You know what I'm saying? I mean, do they like each other in no. general? No. no. I mean, they can become friends. But at arm's length. You know what I'm saying? Typically. Yeah. 
They do each other so dirty. They're so catty, overly sensitive about high level of emotion, man. I mean, compared to us, sure. That's You're a the, dude. I'm a dude. What do we the care? Female, you know what, what I mean? We, what do we care? I'm just saying it's not our wives. I mean, that's a female trait. Yeah. These things that we're talking about, like your list of things, those are all male traits, bro. There's not a male in this world that can't identify with at least 80% of that shit. Right. You oh, know what absolutely. I'm saying? Same with the guy that did it. That's why it's so funny because we all know exactly what he's talking about. Right. Absolutely. So I saw this Bill Burr skit the other day and it oh, was freaking hilarious. It. Is it the new one at Red Rocks? I don't know. I just It was just a short clip and he goes, he's like, you know, think about the look. You know, you're in a bar and you see a 35-year-old lesbian sitting across the bar. Yeah, You know, I'm not talking about like a 20-year-old lesbian. I'm talking about a girl, you know, she's been in a relationship mm. with another girl for five years. She's starting to see how the thing's going to go. <laughs> yeah. And then you scan across the bar and you see another, you see a guy, a 35-year-old guy. He's married. He's in the same situation. Yeah. Same look. Yeah. Same look. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, now, I'm not gay. But gay people are like the happiest people I've ever seen in the world. And then out comes a gay guy. And he's just floating across the room. Right. You know, and, and he said, dude, the gay guys, he said, I'm not saying they got it all figured out, but it's starting to look pretty good to me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What's the common denominator here? It's the woman. <laughs> exactly. Right? Exactly. Oh my he, God. he was like being being sucked down by all that estrogen. <laughs> yeah. The estrogen sucked from hell. <laughs> yeah. To suck all the life out of you. <laughs> yeah. That is fucking so funny. He also had uh he had an amazing, you know, when we talked about um Roe v. Wade. Yeah. And, and yeah, that was and, great. And our stance. Did you hear his? Stance? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree with him. And and it's funny, dude, because I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, it's a window into how different the lives of females really are right. from males. Oh yeah, the whole abortion thing, and the fact that half of the country or more advocating. I'm not saying you shouldn't allow. Them. It's such a weird thing. We're talking about killing a baby. Right. Okay. We're talking about killing a baby here. Right. Is what we're talking about. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have the right to do it. We're talking about killing a baby. Right. You know, I mean, there's got to be a better way here. Right. Are you guys really that pissed off that you can't go out and f and get pregnant and kill the baby? That pisses you off. That's a whole different life, bro. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I do. Because, like, if you're a female, you're rolling the dice every time you have sex with a guy. Every time you have sex with this jobless, toothless motherfucker. Or whoever, just some random or whatever. You some, know what I'm saying? Some bad decision. Some rando. <laughs> some bad decision. Some vacation. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> not not a vacation anymore. <laughs> How many guys are fathers to vacation kids and don't know it? Talk about man-fused. Dude, because it happens oh, all yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. All now, the time. Now, do they not know that they got her pregnant and she had an abortion? Or do they not know that they got her pregnant and she had the kid? No, either she, one. No, she had the kid. Yeah, either one. It was either your abortion. I'm talking long-term relationship. Right. The, the girl that steps out, gets knocked up, doesn't say anything. Husband doesn't know she stepped out. It's like, you got me pregnant. It wasn't <laughs> actually you. She stepped out, got pregnant. Oh, yeah. Didn't tell you about it. Had yeah. the kid. And you never knew she cheated. Why is he black? Dude, that happens too. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the kid comes out, it's black. You're like, it's not my kid. Yes, it is. Yes, I swear. it is. <laughs> He's got your hat. It's called a melanin <laughs> deficiency. Oh, my God. Why is he Iranian? <laughs> <laughs>
I guess you have something in your genes you didn't know about. That's funny. Yeah, man. So you want me to keep going on my list? For not hitting snooze 100 times at 3 a.m. to keep from waking you, but then for not waking you to tell you I'm leaving. Because that's her alarm clock. What? When you say you're leaving. Well, I don't say I'm leaving. That's what I need to apologize for. But I've not hit snooze. Yeah. Didn't let myself sleep longer because I didn't want to wake you. And then I need to apologize for not waking you when I leave. Yeah. Yeah. So Give her the Richard wake up. That'll go over real well at three in the morning. (laughs) For the way I vacuum. For giving people the benefit of the doubt. See, so here's the other thing. You just don't vacuum anymore. You're just done with vacuuming. I'm not doing it anymore. I have to apologize for not helping around the house. For not cooking, which we know I'm not a cook. This is one of the brilliant things about me. Okay. Number one, a lot of people know that I cook. Now, think of all the things that that gets me out of. Does that get you out of a lot of things? Oh, bro. Think about it. If you cook during a party, do you have to clean up? Do you have to throw shit away? Do you have to do dishes? No, bro. If you go over to somebody's house and cook for them, at a party, if you're cooking, dude, everybody wants to hang out at the grill. Fun place to be, you know? Also, people love great food. If you want lessons, bro, I, you know, I'm around. I can help you learn how to make some but, pot roast. But, you know, my wife is an amazing cook. Yeah. So why do I want to even Your try? wife is actually a really good cook. I'm a very good cook. And you are. There are some things that she makes that I, I don't know how the fuck she did it. At this stage in my life, why? I don't need to. Yeah. She cooks. Well, she enjoys cooking. Right. And know? I get to eat great food. Yeah, exactly. Got to think of something for you to do other than clean. Like a bitch. (laughs) And not laundry either. Like a little bitch. All right. For talking at a volume that doesn't meet her desired level. (laughs) For laughing in my sleep. (laughs) For asking, what's your schedule again? (laughs) For elbows to her face and body while sleeping. Oh. On occasion, I might roll over and just throw one Go throw them bows for my face and overall facial expressions yes for never using the right tone when speaking to you for being tone deaf apparently tone deaf this by far ben is one of my personal favorites i get so much laughter out of doing this yeah the house the end of the day kids are asleep finally right the house is silent mm. we are laying in bed it's a beautiful moment and all of a sudden, she hears this. <laughs> what, is that a vape? It's like being in the movies. Yeah, hearing somebody slurp. Or, <laughs> or opening the loudest package yeah. that they could open. <laughs> you know, it's pretty quiet. When everything is silent, yeah. it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, she hates this thing anyway. Yeah. And I'll be sitting there like this, thinking it's going to be quiet. Yeah. I'm going to try to do it quiet, but knowing it's not going to be quiet. Right. For always hustling, 24-7. Every day I'm hustling. For being a composer of things around the house and not being a member of the orchestra. Well, look, without a composer, you can't have an orchestra. That's right. So To uh, define that, which means I don't do shit around the house. Right. I'll compose. Yeah. I'll have my wand. And I will be orchestrating. leadership. Bro. That's right. That's what I say. <laughs> That's what I say. And this is my last one. For not getting the holiday decorations out in a timely manner, which signals to everyone around you that you hate Christmas and you hate Jesus. <laughs> so for that, I am sorry. Yeah. 
So, you know, that was my apology tour, and I could probably keep going. Well, I think that was a pretty comprehensive list. You think? Yeah, absolutely. Now, were there, there were things on there that you obviously probably related to? Well, the general tone is that <laughs> of, you know, things... Not being sorry? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times things just don't make emotional sense. Right. We live in a world of logic as right. men. Women live in a world of emotion. Very often, logic and emotion are like oil and water. I think it, it's a clear indication of the dichotomy between men and women. And honestly, I'd love to hear maybe some of her apologies. Yeah, I would too. I just don't think I'd get them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for doing everything. Right. Around the house. I'm sorry for burying your children. Yeah. I'm sorry. Exactly. All right. Well, um, you know what? That's the uh, second time I've done that. Like yeah. I said, I did it on the morning show that I'm a part of. So that was my apology tour. Yeah. Two. Deuce. So this happened. I tried to think about it and put this into perspective, and I know you did too. Mm. A week ago, I was sitting at work, and I was like, I'm going to text Ben. And then something stopped me, and I was like, oh, no. My inner voice was like, yeah, don't bother him. He's probably at work or right. on his way to work. And really, what I had to say could wait. Right. Um, and then something nagged at me again. And so I decided to send you a text, yeah. but the text I sent you. Are you all right, bro? So instead of going, what up, bro? What you getting into? Or, hey, What's you up? hear something about man fused or right. here or whatever I had. I don't even remember the original thought to text you was. Right. But what I ended up texting you was, hey, bro, are you good? Question yeah. mark. And within one minute of that text going through, I received a photo back yeah. from you. Yes. And your response underneath the photo was well yeah i guess i'm okay any higher and i could have died yeah i'm driving down the highway i'm going to the city so i have a little i have like a four-door car that i use to go in and out of the city and um it's an m5 it's a four-door car it's just a beater that i drive yeah. around the city to get better <laughs> gas mileage he's got an m fucking it's a five. race car it's a race car <laughs> Now, were you racing down the highway? No, no, I wasn't, man. I was actually... Traffic was kind of... It was busy. Dude, it was an interesting... It was an interesting moment. It was one of those um, spiritual moments, to be honest with you, because I was actually talking to my wife, and I had kind of a negative connotation on, you know, things. I, I was just kind of venting about things to my wife. And she said, you know, Ben, that's the devil trying to take control of your mind. You need to turn that around, and, and you need to think about all these things from a positive perspective and start thinking more positively about these things. She's like, cause that's just the devil trying to get in your head right there. And dude, about three seconds after she said, that's the devil trying to get into your head right there. The cars in front of me slammed on their brakes. So then I slammed on my brakes and something, I didn't see what it was, came out from underneath the car in front of me. It was like a little Ford Focus, a red Ford Focus, an older one. Like nothing nothing particularly. Piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> a, a real shit box. Anyway, <laughs> something kicked out of this thing. And dude, I didn't see what it was because it was moving fast, bro. Like a bullet. Yeah, it was like I kind of saw a flash of something and I heard it hit my car. There was no way I could have dodged out of the way. I had cars all around me. And, uh, and so I'm like, oh, wow, I, I, I just, and I told Jen, I was like, I just ran over something. 
And she was like, well, what was it? And I was like, I don't know. It's like a piece of metal or something. My car sensor went ding, and it came up a message on the screen, and it said, refill your radiator fluid as soon as possible. And I was like, immediately, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, whatever I just ran over pierced my radiator. I told Jen. And then I looked to the left of me, and the people riding to the left of me are like pointing at the front of my car. So I pull over, and I get out of the car, and I walk around the front of the car once I know I'm safely off the highway. It's like a construction zone. So there's a nice area for me to pull off to. So I walked around, and I looked at the front of the car, and bro, no exaggeration, you've seen the pictures, a 12-foot-long metal pipe speared through my radiator right in front of the driver the driver's side the driver's seat dead center on steering wheel dude just i mean straight speared it went through the front radiator it has an upper radiator a lower radiator and an air conditioning condenser the car has three radiators through all three of them it's a high performance BMW M5, it speared straight through it, bro. Straight through it. So the funny thing was this. Rewind, right? I'm in the car. I'm talking to my wife. Thing kicks out. I hit it. I hear it. The ding goes off. I see the people to the left of me. I pull over. I get out of the car. I see what had happened. And I told my wife, I was like, honey, look, I got to I got to go. I got to call AAA. I got a tow truck out here. I got to call the insurance company. I got to get off the side of this highway, you know, so let me jump. And so then I was like, all right, well, the safest thing I could do is just go sit back in my car because I was safely off the highway. So I went and I sat back in my car. And about as soon as I sat down, I got a text from you. Your text was within, let's say, five minutes of the whole thing happening. Of basically, your text came when I got off the phone with my wife and maybe a few minutes passed. And because that was the case, my initial thought was, how does he know what right. just happened. Right. And so naturally, our wives are friends. I thought, oh, well, maybe as soon as I got off the phone with Jen, Aaron has was calling Jen for something else. And then Jen was like, oh, my God, Ben just got an accident on 400. Aaron would have texted you. Which even then, that would have had to be like. It would have still been lightning speed. Right. Everyone had to stop what they're doing. Boom, boom, boom. boom, Like right after me and my wife got off the phone. But that wasn't the case. My wife never talked to your wife. But we didn't know that. Until later that afternoon. Later that afternoon. After we talked. After we talked about it. And you were like, dude, how crazy is that that I knew? And I was like, what do you mean? Because I thought, you know, I didn't think about it. it Yeah. Tow trucks all day. You didn't think about, hey, how'd you text me so fast? I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, It dawned on me how crazy that timing was about, like, why I felt the need to message you that random. Bro, so it, it was interesting because... From the time that happened, everyone said the same thing. Thank God it wasn't a foot higher. Yeah. I mean, everyone that saw that picture was like, holy shit, It would have speared right through your glass windshield and right through your head. Bro, everybody that saw it was like, bro, that's some final destination shit. Absolutely. Everybody that saw it said that. And so that was through the process of the tow truck driver... You know, getting to the automotive uh, dealership with the service department, just talking to people and telling them what I was there for and stuff like that. So it kind of started to sink in for me, made me realize that that's how people die. People die unexpectedly. People die for crazy, weird things that happen. Wrong place. Out of nowhere. Wrong place at the wrong time or right place at the right time. It just comes out of nowhere. And so then all of a sudden, like I went to kind of a deeper level in my mind, 
I got to go to Taffer's Tavern by our house. I hadn't eaten anything. I'm hungry. I could use a drink. I don't have a car. I'm not driving. I'm going to get an Uber. I'm going to go to Taffer's. So I'm at Taffer's and I had some drinks and I was talking to them about it. And they were all saying the same thing. And then my wife and son came and met me at Taffer's. Right. It was so weird. It was like a rebirth, dude. I felt like I was a ghost almost, dude. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I obviously, I knew I wasn't, but I just had this in my mind. Then it started to sink in. I was like, dude, no, that was actually a pretty close call. No, very. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was actually a close call. So then, all of a sudden, dude, I'm like going through, it was just this really sharp and intense level of awareness of, look at how blessed you are. Look at your life. Like, look at how blessed you are. You have this beautiful wife. You have this beautiful son. Like, you live in this beautiful place. Like, you have the ability to, like, come here and, like, have food and get a drink and, like, look at your family. And then when I got home. And so as I was playing through how grateful I am in my head, I was also playing through what it would be like if they were to get that news that something tragic occurred to me. Just randomly going down 400. And I wasn't at home right then. And my absence in the home, what that would mean and what that would feel like. And then I started thinking about my absence to the world, but specifically my home. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's your immediate world. Yeah, yeah. And so it was like, it was an interesting um, experience because we've all had tragic things occur. We know close calls, close calls and stuff like that. I guess for me, I don't know. I've never really seen the dichotomy of what my absence would literally You know, like I was in my closet taking off my blue jeans and I was getting ready to put on some shorts and then I was, and then it flashed into my head, like just a bloody white sheet covered hospital bed in the morgue with a toe tag with my name on it. And I had that vision flash through my head. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the kind of like bipolar. Not necessarily bipolar. That could have been a real outcome. Right. It was like I was getting visions of what it would be like at that time during the day that I died from this thing. What would be happening with my body other than what I was actually doing? It was like a comparison between that imagery and what I was seeing and what I was doing. I remember it was one morning, um, Aaron, I was on my way to work and I get up at 3 a.m. and I'm out the door at 4 and I was going down, going south on the highway, I had just, within like two minutes, Mm. missed a wrong way driver going, you know, north in the southbound lane that ended up killing a car full of people. Yeah. Two minutes earlier, I could have been that car. Yeah, yeah. The variables that have to connect in the most perfect way for you to fall, to be that statistic for it to hit you yeah. versus the thousands of people or for it, them to not hit anybody. Mind-blowing, dude. Crazy. Your wife was like talking you down about the devil. Yeah. And then that hit. Boom. And it was like, bro, you better be good. Like, you, you have protection. And then it brought about this feeling in me because like, I feel sometimes like I hold back on things. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm scared to maybe fail that big. It's just kind of got me in this mindset of like, what would I do if I knew I wouldn't fail? If I knew I couldn't fail, if I knew I was going to succeed, how would I do things differently? Or would I do things differently? If I knew there was no chance of failure. So that's like faith that I'm going to succeed. Right. Not using sight. As your determining factor. Right. Because sight, these are your current 
right. structures. Absolutely. Yeah. Your, your current circumstances do not define what's possible for you. Down the road, because you can't see that. But faith is like the vision further out. Right. So if you're using sight to move through your life, there's always that variable of failure that's controlling your actions and controlling your words and controlling how you do things. But your belief, your faith... But if you live instead of on sight, you live in a place of faith where you affirm to yourself that there is no such thing as failure. Overarching question, and we don't know this, and this is the hard part about this question. The question is if you knew for a fact that you would succeed, what would you do? Maybe it's exactly the same. Look at Elon Musk. This guy, he was a college student worked for some software company. They sold it. He had a piece of it, 20 mil. He put 20 mil in PayPal, made 180 mil. He put 180 mil in Tesla and SpaceX. Now he's buying Twitter for 44B. And that's just like, kind of like a, eh, I'll buy Twitter. That's an example of someone operates under the pretense that he will succeed. Not that I might fail. The guy said when he was young that he'd rather commit suicide than be broke. Now, that's more powerful than just, oh, what if you knew that you would... Because obviously he didn't know, right? That was kind of the blessing behind the situation, is that it kind of brought out that idea to me. How would you be living your life? Because it almost like made me feel like you literally got a second chance almost. Like, you have this different perspective now. What are you going to do? Nothing before today matters. Right. Today forward... If you got brought back from the dead and you saw your children and you saw your family and you saw how horrible it was for them and then you were back, what would you do? That's a damn good question. It's deep, dude. It is very deep. Well, that wraps us up for this week. It is the Man Fuse podcast. You can find us on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Join the show by going to manfuse.com, hitting us up on any of the social media platforms later. Peace.